Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ready! (laughs) Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. It's time for the post game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Well, I'm so mad at Sal. Am I on? <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm so mad at Sal. There it is. Uh, because I had this whole big idea to spring happy holidays on you and then have you yell at me for saying happy holidays on, like, November 19th. We're there. But but then, like, Sal went, happy Thanksgiving, and then Chris Brown was like, happy Thanksgiving, Eric, have a nice trip, you know, everything. Now, everybody's doing it. Yeah. You're not that cool. Sorry. Never mind. uh, You need to get a different job. You need to get on the sidelines. You need to replace Sal. Terrible. Well, no one's (laughs) replacing Sal. No. Let's just say that. who, Who could possibly replace Sal? 32-6, 32-6, the seventh ever NFL game to end 32-6. The first of which was a, a, a titanic blast between Buffalo and West Buffalo. That is actually true. Was this game more interesting than that game? Who knows? 32-6. 1920, Buffalo All-Americans defeated West Buffalo. That's real. Mm, yeah. Um... Are we happy with today? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, have to yeah, be I'm, right. I, I'm happy with today. Yeah, good. I think we. I think we got to go to Josh. Josh Allen, everybody. Um, wasn't an easy week. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm proud of everybody that stepped up and, and filled roles that they maybe they didn't expect to fill this year. Um, you know, that's it's Joe, that's Schulz, um, that's Kyle Shermer, that's Mark Lubick, that, that's the whole entire offensive staff pulling together. Um, again, it's. It's not easy to do that, um, uh, but again, guys guys played well, had a good week of practice, had a good game plan going into it. Guys executed, took care of the football other than the uh, Hail Mary before the half, but um, our defense played outstanding, but Reggie Gilliam setting the tone on play one. That's that's what it came down to. 
That's also a lot to get through, Josh, obviously, on a, on a short week. But take us through the process. Even if, like, within that game, it seemed like you started to find a groove. Can you pull the mic closer to you, Josh, in the middle? Just pull it. Sorry. Good? Better? Yeah, Say it again. Sorry. Just as that game went on, I mean, that's a lot to adjust to, the changes you just went through. It seemed like you started to find a groove. As an offense out there, is it? Is it yeah, again, it's – I hate to be a broken record, but – you know, this isn't an offense that was broken. You know, we've we've been playing close to where we need to play, and um, today it felt like we we played close to not as good as we can play, but we played obviously better. Um, and that's uh, it's obviously a good thing to see. It's a good thing to feel to go out there and and trust the guys around you. And um, we were executing at a high level today. And offensive line, they they played their their tails off, man. How was this game plan, though, Josh? Effective versus one of these top defenses in the NFL suggested. Well, again, I, I don't think it was um, key in on one guy. You know, we're spreading the ball around quite well. Guy stepped up, made some plays. Uh, you talk about Ty Johnson, who has been on the practice squad, hasn't been active on most game days. Um, former team, you know, against the Jets. And he made some really, really amazing plays for us tonight. That, that touchdown um, catch and run, it's unbelievable to stay on the sideline and um, – you know, I thought our running backs ran the ball so hard, but they had they had the lanes to do it tonight. And uh, again, that's that's credit to the big fellows up front. Josh, you say conceptually, I mean, you can't just rip the playbook up in week eleven. But you say conceptually, a lot of it was just the same, and it just came down to better execution. That fans are going to say Brady was the difference, but really, that probably isn't true, right? Yeah, I mean, again, it's at this point, it is what it is. But our guys came and they they played well tonight. Um, you know, I, I felt like I didn't try to force anything, uh, trusting the guys around me to, to make plays, and that's what we did tonight. Did you see the difference in energy tonight in this or this week in this game? Um, I mean, I think our, our team was energetic as we needed to be, and, you know, a lot of that, for better or worse, can come from the quarterback. Um, so just making that a point of emphasis throughout the week, like, let's, let's, get, let's have fun playing this game. It's, it's, it's football at the end of the day. We get to do – in my opinion, the most amazing job on the planet. And that's to come out here and play football. So got to enjoy it when we can. Um, obviously, losing sucks. And, you know, we don't want to lose. It's literally is the worst feeling in the world when you're working hard um, and trusting the process and things aren't going your way. Sometimes you, you have a good process and a bad result, and it feels terrible, and you feel like you need to switch everything, but we really don't. You know, we got to keep coming together as a team, keep fighting, um, keep playing complimentary football, and, um, you know, put our head down and take it week by week. Can you take us into that 81-yard touchdown to Khalil, uh, the play itself, and then you sprinting length of the field to celebrate with him afterwards? Yeah. Um, you know, just getting into a little a little empty package and saw they were playing um, what we call, like, 66 buzz, where the boundary safety comes down, and kind of takes away Diggs. Um, Diggs did his job, took two. Dalton came across the field. He's the second read. Safety took him. Khalil did a good job bending in a little bit and getting away from that corner. So um, he made a heck of a play. And then the, the effort to get in the end zone, you know, I haven't really seen the play yet, but I'm sure that were, there was guys downfield blocking their, their tails off. And Dalton Kincaid was probably down there. He he seems to find himself around the ball all the time, and it's that's why we love him. A week that your backs were against the wall. Does a win like this kind of give you validation of knowing, like, okay, we got a fight ahead of us, but we think we're ready for it? Um, I, I guess you can say that. Like every every season, man, like has its ups and downs. It's gonna you're gonna have adversity. It's how you you bounce back from the adversity, and sometimes it takes a spark like this to to ignite your team. 
Um, you know, I think back to a couple of years ago, we were seven, seven and six, um, backs against the wall there too. And you know, it's obviously slightly different this time around. Um, but we've got guys that have been there before, and you know, we just got to keep leaning on each other. And um, like I said, keep taking it week by week. Thank you. Josh Allen and the Bills over the Jets today, thirty-two to six. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, here on post game. The Bills go to six and five in the hunt, keeping pace with squarely, Miami. Squarely in the hunt. Oh, so they're, le- they're leading the hunt. So in the hunt. Top of the heap of hunters. So in the hunt. Um, Miami did not have such an easy day against the Las Vegas Raiders, no, but they, they did were, get there. They were close to having that weird, you know, that weird game against an opponent you shouldn't really struggle with. They had a ton of yards. They outgained the Raiders badly, but it was yeah, it was a one-score game almost all afternoon. Sean McDermott's press conference coming up, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. The Skyworks stats of the game: Skyworks Equipment Rental, building America from the ground up. How rosy does it look, Bulldog? You have it right there? I have it all right here, sure. Uh, Josh Allen, 20 of 32 for 275, three touchdown passes, the one interception which came on an end-of-half Hail Mary attempt. He was only sacked one time for a total of 12 yards. Rushing, James Cook led the way, 17 for 73, Latavius Murray 10 for 35, Allen carried the ball five times for only 15 yards. Receiving Shakir, three for 115 and a touchdown. The 81-yard score you heard Allen talking about there towards the end of his media appearance. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, six receptions for 46 yards. Ty Johnson, three for 47 and a score. And, I mean, he just kind of ran away from everybody on that play. That was stunning. Cook, three for 29. Diggs, only four catches for 27 yards. The ball got really spread Mm. around. It's 6-4, and uh, Quentin Morris had a catch. Diggs with four catches, three last week, six against the Bengals, a couple late. Well, it'll When do. is this coordinator going to get Diggs involved? It, it'll, it'll do. <laughs> it'll do. Yes, it'll do. I, I, I mean, I, I have to say it. I just all day was thinking about the Bills actually lost to this team. Sure. I mean, they could have just been blindfolded today and won. Mm-hmm. And they lost to this team. I mean, this season is about their losses to teams like the Jets and the Patriots and the Broncos. And that's not what tonight's about. Tonight's about, you know, let's celebrate like Sal told Rasul Douglas to do. Go celebrate. I'm sure they're jumping around in the locker room right now. But, man, this season was supposed to be about the Super Bowl. And it still could be. Today was somewhat of a reminder that the Bills are very capable. Yeah, because they didn't. They did not play the game with their eyes closed. They scored 32 points on a defense that they have struggled mightily with. So you know, you asked before we got interrupted by Josh Allen's appearance with the media. I'm I'm satisfied. I'm happy with the offensive output against a very tough defensive team. So, yeah, they, they only, turns out, needed one touchdown to win the game because the Jets are so inept on offense. Um, but they did much more than that, and I'm going to choose to be encouraged by that. I, I think this is a team they've had a tough time against. That's the right choice. 32-6 Bills, 6-5 six and five at the Eagles, same time next Sunday. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. We'll have Sean McDermott and your calls coming up. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. 
Jets drop an eight. And the pass is complete to Shakir. Gets away from the tackle to the 40, 35-30. Doubles back to the 20, still loose. He's going all the way for the touchdown. 81 yards to Paydirt. Khalil Shakir. Wow. This is our electric play of the game brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai for electrifying performance. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. An 81-yard catch and run by Khalil Shakir. Pass from Josh Allen, of course. You may have heard Allen a few minutes ago uh, speculate that maybe Dalton Kincaid was on the scene blocking downfield to help Shakir, and he sure was. He blocked one jet into a second jet that forced a third jet wide. I don't think he was catching Shakir anyway, but... Really uh, good teamwork and a, and a great play by Shakir. I mean, I, I did not think when he first started running with that ball that he had any chance to score a touchdown, but he made some crafty moves there and showed off some nice speed getting to the end zone. I think I heard Chris Brown say that was the longest passing touchdown by yardage of the season in the league. I heard him say that as well. Nobody's gone for more than 81 in 11 weeks. It's been that kind of year, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to have an electric play of the game that's worthy of the title. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, so. it's not an explosive play of the game; it's electric play of the game. But still, uh, big, you know, explosive play there for the Bills' offense for sure. I would say, though, sorry, but to me, not the most incredible thing that happened in this game, because to me, easily the most amazing, unforeseeable thing action from this game is that the Jets actually took Zach Wilson out who knew that they were capable of taking Zach Wilson out 149 yards to zero with seven minutes left in the first half after two and a half years of the same thing and they actually took him out why did they take him out what changed it I I thought I know this is not the Jets postgame show but on CBS they said the is it actually? Is that why you're laughing? Because I have failed to realize it actually I'm, is the I'm Jets post game show. How ill advised it would be for me to put on some sort of like big New York guy accent and just start oh. doing that. But I it's, go it's for right. it. Go I'm, for I'm it. Just, I'm just I'm having my own show in my head right now. It's they, not very good. I, mean, I have just <laughs> I'm just like 99 percent of football fans with as in having no respect for the Jets. Just none. They're a joke. They're the fact that Zach Wilson is still in the league, let alone a starting quarterback, is hilarious. And game after game, they do nothing on offense, and the coach sits there and apologizes and basically says, no, he's actually good. Yeah, he's, he's showing and, signs. And to showing signs, I mean, just how many different ways exist to come up with to actually defend him. And then they said on CBS that it was the quarterback coach who told him he was going out. He was coming out of the game in the third quarter. Not Robert Sala. I mean, he couldn't be bothered. After all the bullets he's taken for this guy, he he couldn't be the one to tell Zach Wilson he was actually taking being taken out of the game. Nate Hackett, their offensive coordinator, is in the booth, so that's a good idea. Just go up there because then you don't have to do it. You can just be in the booth, and you know no one's going to make you go down to the field to tell the quarterback he's being you know yanked. So bad, so bad. Now it's time to get the first response from the fans. Brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. 
Bulldog, ready? Oh, baby, yeah. Isaac is with us. Hello, Isaac. Hi. I just want to talk about how great our defense played today. We had a total of four takeaways and two fumbles and two interceptions by Rasul Douglas. We also had six sacks and five passes defended. I think that was one of the best defensive like games we've had in a while. Well, uh, full marks. I mean, they, they could only play who they were playing, but did you hear everything Mike just said about Zach Wilson? I mean, the bar wasn't very high. Very high. Uh, but they, you know, they certainly made they made a meal out of it. Uh, they did. I mean, they got they they got theirs. Uh, D- Douglas with three takeaways himself. Um, but you know, it, it, you're playing one of the most inept offenses maybe ever. So you know, you should you should be able to eat against that team. I, I'm already thinking about what Philadelphia looks like next week playing against this defense. I, I sure hope they get Taron Johnson uh, back and maybe even and Taylor Rapp as well. I think they could use everybody they've got uh, when they start playing this meat grinder part of their schedule. And Dane Jackson, three more right, injuries to their secondary. Yeah, like full marks, fine. I mean, the guy's got the Skywork stats there in his car. I mean, good for Isaac. He's got the passes defended stats even. You know, that's that's to his credit. But um, the problem with this year is that the Bills have lost games to teams like this. Yeah. And that, that was not supposed to happen. You win one of the games against the Jets, Patriots, or Broncos, inexplicable losses, you're fine. I mean, you're just fine. And... Whether the offensive coordinator was fired last week or not, you're the same. He he was fired because they had 12 men on the field for a missed field goal at the end of the game. He'd still be coaching this team if that had not happened. And you'd have won today 32-6 to six probably and be 7-4. and four. I mean, they said it all day on CBS. Nobody wants to play this team. And, and you know, like I'm, I'm kind of in a sardonic mood about everything right now, but... Everybody has to know that. Like, you're live here. Do they go to Philadelphia and lose, and maybe it's a stupid loss, or maybe it makes sense? We don't know. Maybe they'll win. And then it's Kansas City after that. Nance and Romo are going to follow these guys around for apparently a month. (laughs) We found out today. They're like, we're going to Philadelphia, too, and we'll be in Kansas City, too. So, I don't know. They don't get Dallas. That's a Fox game, I think. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Is it? it, No, now it's not the time. I, I I got something about CBS, but it, it, now it's not time. Let's okay. just keep moving. Okay. Uh, Kevin is next. Hello, Kevin. Show Bulldog. What What's up, up Kevin? <laughs> we're fine, of course. Every time you ask, every week we're fine. Every week. <laughs> Listen. So I right, so we beat up on a bad team. We got that. I mean, these are the games that we were supposed to win, just like the Denver, the New England, and the Jets game before that. These are the games we're supposed to win. Now we're going to find out actually what this team is made of because we got Philadelphia, then we buy, then we Kansas City. Not saying that they're not winnable games with the offense that we got. Offensive coordinator kind of gave us a peek at how he wanted to steer Josh Allen. You know, the defense, and we did good, but we got a bunch of guys hurt. Hopefully, hopefully these guys can get back. But if we play solid Buffalo Bills, manageable offense football, I don't see why we can't run the table. I've got no interest in manageable. This team is not winning a Super Bowl with manageable. This team is winning big games against those teams with stellar plays from Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I'm concerned that Diggs is not more a part of things 
than he's been in several weeks. I mean, manageable is for teams like the who Jacksonville, some team teams like that. I'm not here for manageable. It's okay. That's how you that this is how Sean McDermott envisioned it when playing the Jets and these other games they lost. You know, just punt and keep kick field goals and they can't handle you. And that's what today ended up being. These other games ended up being losses. So I don't know if today was a step forward in this way or not. Because against Philadelphia, if they're they're kicking field goals like today, they're going to lose. I mean, just you're not beating the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Cowboys with, you know, these field goals. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I, um, but I, I, I want, I want to stick up for for the change at coordinator, um, right now. Uh, I, I think Brady had a very, very good first game, uh, against a tough defense. The James Cook touchdown is no one on the screen. The Johnson touchdown is one guy he's got to beat, and he can score. Uh, Shakir made an incredible individual play, but the, the, the guys open, running backs open, uh, was encouraging to me. Uh, not, not that I, I've, I've thought all along, God, when am I going to start throwing the ball to the running backs? <laughs> but it has been something this team has seemingly wanted to do and have not been able to do. And there's different ways to throw the ball to running backs. But when you get it to those guys and they're all alone, uh, I think you've done something right. You've done something right. You've either set them up defensively. You've set up the defense by what you've done prior to then or even right before then um, and and confused them and left guys, you know, all alone. And there's been not that much of that this year or last year. So I, I don't know, you know, we'll see if he cracked the code, but that is a tough defense, and they had some easy-looking touchdowns today. Fair. Love it. Let's go to AJ next. Hi, AJ. Hey, guys. I just want to say, you know, the game started, and I was probably with the crowd uh, that things didn't look great. Offense kind of sputtered, and I know it's the Jets, but it was nice to see the team adjust. It was nice to see Allen look like Allen in the sense that, oh, he can run for it when he feels he can. Um, I don't know if that's coaching or game plan or in-game adjustments, but so far so good. That's a check mark for me for Joe Brady's first game. Thanks, AJ. I thought, you know, so when the Bills lose, as they've done a little bit of this year, we get a lot of calls about what it looks like on TV. And I would say most of the time we'll be like, well, that doesn't have to matter because it's a five-second snapshot of something and who knows if it's accurate. But people do tend to take things out of what they see in TV. Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm curious. Okay. The Bills called a timeout in the third quarter on offense. Allen goes to the sideline. Some guy who gets paid put a, a coat on him. Mm-hmm. Like he was a pitcher who just walked, got walked and went to first base. Somebody comes around Allen from behind and puts a coat on him. And there's somebody else... Allen is sort of now facing back to the sideline, facing the field. There's a different assistant coach to his right, and Sean McDermott is to that coach's right. And there is no interaction at all. McDermott is two guys away, just stares off in the distance. And then timeout is timeout is ending. The camera's on him the whole time, on Allen and the, and the whole staff there the whole time. 
just as the timeout is ending, McDermott takes a step toward Allen, who never looks at McDermott, and, and Allen goes right back on the field, takes the coat I, off I, right back I, in the I, field. I, I noticed this, too. You did when right you that, start, you, When you started, when you asked me, you hadn't said enough. You, you, the little bit of a clue, but I, I noticed this exact interaction. Okay. Not quite the Dable, quote, handshake at the end of the Giants game, but it looked it seems like it could be icy. I don't know. Does it matter? Do we care? Maybe it doesn't matter. It was like the last possession where they even tried to throw at all, I think, right? It was like late in third quarter, and they ended up punting, and then when they got the ball back, they just really ran it, and then eventually Allen came out. Um, but the, the, it was like the, they tried to throw on first down on that series, and then I think they were maybe incomplete on third down on that series. Uh, not you know, not that I was paying close attention to Allen's passing yards or anything. <laughs> I mean, at least fake it. Aren't the Bills? Aren't teams usually pretty good at faking it? Like, just make it not seem conspicuous that the people are not interacting. You know, but. McDermott sort of maybe thought, I better get in there, and then Allen is gone. Yeah. 32-6, to the Bills breeze past the terrible New York Jets. Here's Joey with us. Hello, Joey. Yeah, um, I just want to talk about Reggie Gilliam just being – he should probably take a slot at um, linebacker, and then also Sam. Okay, thanks. Uh, Caleb is next. Hi, Caleb. Caleb, you there? Hey, guys. How, how you doing? Great, thanks. Hey, uh, I, I was just looking at your guys' long-term outlook on the Bills. I mean, you know, we got, we got a couple games against some big, tough opponents coming up. I mean, Dallas, they're no slouches. Uh, obviously, Philly's coming up. They're going to be big. Yeah. Kansas City, I mean, it, it, it's going to be crazy the next couple weeks. Obviously, the buys mixed in there. But, you know, defensive injuries continue to pile up. Um, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on everything moving to, on? What are, know, moving you, what, what, what are yours? We're in here talking about this constantly. What are yours? I mean, I'm complete. To be completely serious, I'm extremely worried about our defense moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the injuries continue to pile up. Taylor Rapp went out in an ambulance tonight. That's horrific. You never want to see that. Um, you know, Taron Johnson going down with a neck. That's horrible. Um, Dane Jackson and another concussion. I mean. Are we ever going to catch a break on this stuff? And and, and I know you guys can't answer that, but uh, no, they're you know, they're I, in they're in tough. And and if you're worried about their defense, to me, you're on the right track. Uh, as well as well as today went, the tests. Uh, I think especially. I mean, we'll see what Kansas City looks like coming out of their bye. They've had a weird offensive season. Much you know, maybe not unlike the Bills. Um, I think Philadelphia is going to be a real test, and the personnel. Man, even if they were to, it, 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 like, let's hope they get Dane Jackson and Taron Johnson and Taylor Rapp back uh, for this next game. Even with them, I just, I think, you know, you're, you're going to see some tougher games here, and I, I think the Bills are going to be hard pressed to to have their defense keep pace. Me too. That's what I think. That's my long range outlook. Me too. But they're live. Yeah, it could could they do it? Sure. Could they could they, you know, w- win these games in shootouts? Yeah, maybe they can if it if it comes to that. Um and that's why today was encouraging because this Jet team while they did not need the 32 points they got today, 32 points against that Jet defense is to me a very impressive feat. The whole year set up for this. Philadelphia, Kansas City, Dallas, this stretch of games. The Bills are 6-5 and five 
maybe we would have guessed they were eight and three. They'd be eight and three or even seven and four or something like that. But they're live. They're not in perfect shape. And they have these injuries on defense has for weeks been for me like the biggest worry. It still is. It was. It is the biggest reason for, you know, if you're going to bet against them to win a Super Bowl here or even get to the Super Bowl, this would be, this has been for weeks and still is the reason why I would do it if I were to do it. It'd be because defensively they are really down bad and it just keeps getting worse. Is it ever going to turn around? It turned around three years ago when nobody ever got hurt. And that was an important thing to acknowledge, you know, in 2020 was Hyde and Poyer who were veterans even then. And they were just always on the field every snap. They just had amazing injury luck. And here they are three years later, and it's going the other way, which is exactly what you would expect, you know, if you sort of look at it in terms of probabilities. And, you know, age, because they're not young, these guys. So that is definitely a concern. But in this league, where teams like the Jets, incredibly, and the Patriots beat teams like the Bills, could a team like the Bills beat the Chiefs and the Eagles? Sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't have to bend over backwards to see it happening. Um, I mean, they're not going to be favored in either game, uh, but you know, I, I I could see it happening. Um, it it might be you know just exactly this kind of screwed up season that they've had. Ex- exactly what should happen is that they should beat these teams that are the tougher games a- after they've struggled against so many mediocre or worse opponents. What do you think the line is? Philadelphia plays tomorrow night. So we don't know what that will look like yet. If Philadelphia were on bye again, because they would have become the first team in history to be on bye <laughs> two weeks in a row. Uh, what's the line next week? Three and a half? More? I, I, I might get closer to five. Five. Wow, that's so many. Sean McDermott with the media. All right. Uh, glory to God, man. Good to come, come in here and get a win. Um, divisional game, four o'clock start. Uh, crowd was again phenomenal at home. Uh, I really thought that uh, the kickoff, the opening kickoff, set the tone for the entire game. Um, great job by our kickoff, our kickoff team. Reggie Gilliam, I think, was the player that caused the fumble, and and, and it went on from there. So, offensively, I thought we did a good job during the week. Um, Led by led by Joe and the offensive staff, really coming together, the collaboration, and then working then to, to Josh and Josh taking it, uh, really Josh, Steph, and, and Mitch taking it uh, to the offensive players and and bringing the game plan to life and in practice and and the meetings and then um, what you saw on the field and then and then defensively being able to uh, get a little bit of a lead and and um, rush the passer and, and take the ball away. Um, what we're used to doing there. So a uh, good overall team win. Um, much work remains. Obviously, the penalties, um, we need to be more disciplined than that. But real proud overall of, of uh, and real proud overall of the team and and uh, their effort this week. Sean, what's the payoff after the week that you had? And to have a game like that, comprehensive, every phase uh, contributed to a big margin. You, everybody gets to play. The guys who are even on the fringes are making contributions. What, what, what does that do? Well, again, it was we came in here and we know we we're going to need a team effort, and we hadn't really played 
team football over the last X amount of weeks, you know, with the turnovers and and whatnot, and I'll just start there. So the guys um, were adamant and intentional about making sure that we played good team football. And um, I know we had the one turnover before half. Um, really, even that one shouldn't have happened. Um, so, uh, but overall, I thought it was a good team effort. Yeah, I saw I saw a little bit more of his personality and our offense's personality. Um, and this is nothing about what had happened before or with with Coach Dorsey. It's more of just us getting back to, um, you know, just an energy on offense and and um, guys, you know, like you said, having some fun and. Um, I thought the offensive staff did a real good job of, of shaping a game plan that the guys felt good about and could execute. And, and um, you know, fundamentally, I thought we did a good job with the line of scrimmage as well. Uh, Coach Cromer and those old offensive linemen took it to heart. I mean, that's a, that's a really good defense on the other side. And um, when you can control the line of scrimmage the way we did, you can be a two-dimensional offense. Knowing how you've been going through offensively and the change made this week, to come out and put a performance like that up against the defense that is giving your team challenges over the years and to score the most points against that defense of any team this year, is it any more gratifying uh, to do it against a team like that? Well, I'll just start by saying a win is a win. And um, they're hard every week, to, but you got to earn them. And uh, we knew it was going to be tough. Um, to your point, they're a good defense, um, and it starts up front, right? It starts up front, and we knew we couldn't give them short fields, and they've gotten short fields over the over the uh, the times we've played them at least, and because we've turned the ball over, and they do that. They they take the ball away, they punch it out. Um, so again, I just thought it started up front with our offensive line, and and our running backs. I thought run ran extremely well, um, James. Uh, Tay and then and then Ty in there as well. I mean, you could feel all, all three of those guys in a different way. Um, that was important for us. Do you, uh, do you have any water there? Can you talk about Cook? I mean, yeah. that was a hell of a night after what happened last week. Yeah, what did he have? Uh, what James? Seventy-three. Yeah, I mean, you could tell he was running with with uh, with a purpose. Yeah, he, he had his pads uh, down and. Um, he was. I just saw signs. I won't go into the detail here, but I saw signs of him developing, um, which I know he's been working on. So I thought that was good to see. Any initial report you can give on any of the injuries? Yeah, I don't. I don't know anymore right now. Um, so I'll just pray for those guys. And um, I believe Taylor is at home right now. So which is which is a good thing. So. Coach, care to talk about how Reggie Gillen was able to set the tone with that big hit and fumble? Yeah, I mean, special teams, uh, we deferred, uh, and uh, they came out with, with intention. And uh, that hit was, that was a hit, right? And, and it jarred the ball loose, and the guys were there, and just the whole energy of the team, the energy of the stadium, it just lifted, right? And, and so it's one thing to run down on kickoff. It's another thing to run down um, with intention and purpose, and, and and you could feel that in particular on the early kickoffs there. Josh's personality coming out a little bit. Obviously, some more designed runs tonight. How much of that is kind of at play? Him getting involved in all phases for you guys offensively. How much was that kind of like an emphasis with the game? Yeah.
week. It's, it's a little bit different each week based on the game plan and the defense, defense we play. But I just think overall, Josh's play, he looked very in control um, in the game. Um, not that it was easy, but um, it was easy, right? In just terms of he was taking what the defense was giving him. Our players in the flats were in over the ball. The checkdowns were making people miss in space. Um, and so, I mean, that's good. It's one thing to throw a check down. It's another thing for it to get tackled. But, you know, and, and so you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to throw it then. It's just not as enticing. But in space, our players were making plays, which is good to see. John, it's only been a couple of weeks, but what's Rasul Douglas make here defense? Yeah. Um, like I said before, I mean, he's a, he's a smart football player. Um, and... Um, the game makes a lot of sense to him, so um, there's there's a reason why he can he could when he did he came in in a short week I believe got there Wednesday didn't practice um, and then played play was at a Sunday night game maybe um, I can't remember but um, that doesn't I mean that's hard to do right learn learn an entire defensive game plan from scratch and and do that and then now he's starting to really I think get into a rhythm of how he can make the defense work for him, right? And once you get a feel for what's what's expected, what's required, then you say, okay, this is when I can I can do some things in this defense. In this game. Yeah, I mean he's he's um, I, I think there's a lot of value in and in, uh independability, right? And and he's one of our most dependable, consistent performers um, off the field, on the field. And uh, I'm glad to see we're, we're using him and getting him involved. And, and um, you know, I think when you're, when you're playing, when you prepare a certain way and, and, uh, and you visualize, sometimes the game seems like it slows down for you. And, and I think that's what you're seeing. Uh, Sean, we had 27, it was 27 total yards for Diggs and Davis combined. And in weeks past or years past, when you have that kind of production, probably not talking about a win, how much does that speak to the idea of complimentary football? Yeah, I mean, I'll tip my cap to those guys. Um, it's it's not easy as a wide receiver to go and get those numbers um, and still feel good about about things. And Steph and Gabe were phenomenal the the entire game. And um, even when Steph, you know, got body slammed, you know, he didn't he didn't pop up and and retaliating. And then it was an offsetting foul. I mean, he was Steph was very in control um, the entire night and and. Um, you know, playing good team football. Sean, Mitch talked about the need to get simple this week because of the change and maybe less you could do and more of a focus on execution. How much was that refocus a factor in what was better about the offense then? I think it was that was in there for sure, but it was a lot of little things, right, that, that factored into to one, big, one big boulder of, of the why, right? I mean, you could point to a lot of things that um, we did right during the week in particular and, and the guys executed, so... Um, you know, there's a lot of things in there. Sean, I don't know if this is a better question for you tomorrow, but what did you make of the game that Joe Brady called and, you know, since his first game since his promotion? Yeah, I mean, um, again, I felt like Joe, along with the offense, first of all, Joe picked up um, where we needed him to right away. You know, when we made the switch, um, there was no hesitation. Um, he went right to the offensive staff. The offensive staff really came together and collaborated in, in a team way and an effective way. And um, you know, I saw I saw a healthy dose of leadership from Joe. And then 
um, Joe's relationship with Josh and um, I think was was important his communication during the week and and making sure that Josh was um, in sync with the game plan that they had good symmetry there and then um, the way he called the game to your question um, it was it was again I could hear the offensive staff communicating collaborating adjusting and then Joe um, taking that and putting it putting it into play so um, it was it was um, I thought um, it was executed well. John, I don't know if you were asked about this during the week, but I think it's what you're alluding to there. When you go from coaching one position in the quarterbacks, I'm guessing that Joe is not privy to everything that's going on in the old line room, in the tight ends room. Like, so how does it go from that quarterback coaching job to being the offensive coordinator where you now need to have kind of agency over all the positions and how difficult is it to pick that up in four days? Well, there, if there's one position that does it, um, it is the quarterback position, the quarterback coach. And Joe's been involved in some things, big picture-wise, prior to, to now. And then his experience um, in the job at other places, right, also also helps with that. So so that's not really a new a new a new job, right? Um, it's just new here. And um, you know, I thought he did a really nice job. I really did. Is even you know Joe. And I meeting last night a little bit before the game, or last night before meetings. Um, his his communication not only with the offensive staff but with me, uh, I thought was was important, and, and that's important that it continues as well. John, overall, what has Dalton Kincaid meant to your offense since he was inserted in the starting lineup? Yeah, uh, what did Dalton have? I don't see it. Six for forty-six. Six for forty-six. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't know how much, you know, what he had the first go around against the Jets, but um, to me, it's just it's it's what I what I'm used to when you see a tight end, um, you know, what I came up around in Philadelphia, what I came up around in Carolina with respect to Greg Olson in Carolina, and then Chad Lewis or the other tight ends we used in in, in Philadelphia with Donovan there, and um, and Dawson. Let's not, you know, forget about Dawson, and obviously he's been out. Um, and we look forward to getting him back. He's a valuable part of our team. Um, but for a young player like Dalton to come in and develop this rapport now that you're seeing with Josh, it, it's um, it's really good, I know, for the for the quarterback in terms of his. When you have that security blanket over the middle of the defense, it's it's nice to have. Coach, we know how crucial things were on trying to get things back on track. But how do you build off this victory heading back home to? Yeah, well, um, we just take them one week at a time. And, um, you know, we've got things we need to work on. Um, and we'll go back to work on those tomorrow. And, um, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a big, big challenge for us to go into Philadelphia. It's a tough place to play. Um, uh, so we've got to have a good, good week of uh, preparation there. And a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Well, if I if I knew that, I'd be I've been able to um, probably win a lottery. Maybe I should buy some lottery tickets. I don't know, but I just think overall, um, you know, um, we just we just weren't um, operating on all cylinders. I'll just say it that way. And, and there's a lot of things that were in, that were into that as well that go into that as well. And that's um, 
you know, you want to, you have a vision for, 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 for moving us forward. And that's really what, what this is all about is I'm not looking in the past. Um, this is about, uh, where we're trying to go moving forward. That's all. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Sean McDermott tried to wrap it with the happy Thanksgiving. You would think that would have been it, but one more question happened. Bills over the Jets, 32-6. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, back with more of our thoughts and maybe yours at 716-803-0550. Stay tuned. This is Buffalo Bills football. Back to pass, down to the left side. Picked up by Rasul Douglas. Intended for Garrett Wilson and Rasul Douglas stepped in front of it and picked it off. And the six-game interceptionless streak is finally over. Our difference maker of the game tonight is Rasul Douglas. That's one of his two interceptions. He also recovered a fumble, so responsible for three takeaways himself. Difference maker of the game is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than a 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills. Of course, Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Good player. Douglas. Yeah. We knew that. Kind of the bare minimum for the Bills at the deadline with what's on the line this year. Uh, But as we said, as soon as it happened, you know, smart, made sense. And they continue to deal with injuries in the secondary, which makes him seem all the more important and valuable going forward. Bills at 6-5 and at the Eagles next week. The Bills' next two opponents meet tomorrow night. In a Super Bowl rematch, Philadelphia at Kansas City. At the Eagles, 425 next week, then the bye, and then at the Chiefs, same time the following week. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, post-game coverage and analysis, 32-6 Bills. Here is Jeremy with us. Hi, Jeremy. Shoop, Bullfrog. Long time, first time. How you guys doing? The same as ever. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. Why even ask that? But recently, uh, Collie was called in worried about the injuries on defense. Um, we've already lost our best player on defense, Matt Milano. We lost, we lost. Trey is just coming back, right? So there goes our top corner. Um, it's not on the defense anymore. Our defense has shelled out with all these injuries. It's on the offense. We need our offense to put up points. 31 points a game is not too much to ask. If we put up 31 points a game, we'd be undefeated. No one thinks we'd be undefeated at this point. Which teams wouldn't be undefeated if they scored 31 points every week? Um, I'm I'm guessing four teams would not be undefeated if they scored 31 <laughs> points this week. Good. It's a number. That's a number. You, you, you took a guess. You took a shot. That's a number. That. Right, right. I'm just shooting, shoot or shoot. Um, the same with the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense is not that good this year. I actually, the Chiefs' say, defense is excellent. Yeah, I know. Their defense I, I is meant, excellent and reverse. healthy. I meant to reverse. The Chiefs' offense is not that good this year. Yeah. Their defense is phenomenal. Our defense has been phenomenal with all these injuries. Our offense hasn't been that good. Not really. The Bills are giving up some of the worst EPA per play in the NFL since the moment Milano went out. But... They're hanging in there, you know? They have Josh Allen. They're hanging in there. They're beating the Bucs. They're beating the Giants. You know, they're beating the Jets. It's not over yet. But their defense is probably not good enough anymore unless they score like crazy. And these games, this game today is not one of them 
these games coming up are going to be games where they probably have to do that, right? Absolutely, and that's why there there should be concern about the defense because you know I I, I don't I know that you can expect them to give up less than twenty eight or thirty uh, when you get on the field against elite teams like the Eagles and the Chiefs, even with their struggles on offense this year. So the offense is going to need to score like the callers talking um, in order for them in this, in this pocket of the season, they're going to have to score. You may need 35 to win the next three weeks. And I I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm encouraged by what I saw today, uh, but you're gonna have to go do it on the road two out of those three times. And, but I, you know, can this team outscore teams and win that way? I, I, I think we've seen them be explosive in the past. I, I don't know if, um, you know, they're just too thin on defense to expect to be able to pull it off when we, they get on the field against these talented teams. We will find out. Jeremy, heck of an effort. Gabe is next. Hi, Gabe. Gabe. Hello? Yeah, Gabe, go ahead. You're on the air. Come on, Gabe. Hey, don't let us down. You can People do are it. listening. People uh, are listening uh, to you right now. The only thing I really want to talk about is I thought the offense looked better, but I still think we run way too much out of shotgun, which really kills us when we're running play-action plays out from under center, and we hadn't run the ball the entire fucking game. Oh, sorry. Okay, Gabe, you know, you had your chance here, and you just didn't know the one most important rule of all. That's an unforced error right Just Unforced error. Just so bad. But it sounds like you you sounded like you had fun out there. Got to take better care of the ball, my friend. Minnesota is in the end zone in the primetime game, the Sunday night game in Denver with uh, a touchdown to everybody started him, Josh Oliver. So they're kicking the point for 7-3, Vikings at Broncos. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We'll try again after this break. This is Buffalo Bills football. Allen looking to his right, flicks it out to James Cook. Who's in for the touchdown of five-yard touchdown pass from Allen to Cook. And the Cook is in the kitchen. One of three passing touchdowns for Josh Allen today against just one interception. 20 of 32 for 275 yards. Allen also carried the ball five times on the ground for 15 yards. Our eye on the QB is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. Keep an eye on your business. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Excuse me. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Post game, 32-6 Bills over the Jets. Why do you think Leonard Fournette hasn't played yet? What's the likeliest explanation for that? Like, is he just, like, not good? Or is there some long game happening here where... They just really want him for December? Like, why do you think he hasn't even dressed yet? Why is Ty Johnson playing, getting carries again over Leonard Fournette? They can't find football pants to fit his massive thighs. Okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but um, I don't know. Johnson made a hell of a play on his touchdown. He, he just, did. I'll no. just say that. He merely did. So, I, it's, a, no, it's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer. What's the likeliest answer? I would say it's I, like that. Stick he, with my football pants thing. The football pants. I'm going to say that's not the likeliest answer. That they don't have pants that fit them. I think you're probably joking. I would say maybe they just don't see it. Sure, we'll sign them. We're not great at running back. We could use one more guy. Damian Harris is injured, 
and it might line up with why Fournette was a free agent for nine weeks. No. You know? Because it's not like everything's been going great. They fired their offensive coordinator. They're they're searching, you know? And <laughs> right, right. Wouldn't yeah. a team like that normally just put in somebody different? But the Bills have not thought to – it sort of feels like Hines last year where, okay, we'll go get this guy, but maybe we don't know how to – how to use him. I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. Yeah, or, I, I or, maybe, like, or maybe they think he's not usable yet or what or what. I don't know. That to me is the likeliest, you know, giving the Bills some benefit of the doubt here is the likeliest answer that he just doesn't look like he do, he needs to play. But I don't know. Let's go to Brad here. Hi, Brad. How's it going, guys? You guys make me laugh so much. I oh. think, first of all, I think uh, Fournette, they're just sitting on him. He's just a, he's a backup win. But did anyone notice tonight when uh, Josh threw that ball right before half and Gabe Davis pulls up? I'm like, are you kidding me again? Like, does this guy not realize that, you know what I mean, he's trying to make a play? And second of all, did you guys notice when McDermott put his finger on the offense and it just stopped? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up and listen and I love you guys. Bulldog, don't get mad at me, okay, buddy? Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Right, I, I won't I, get mad. I, I, I didn't I, notice either of those things. I'm not really sure what the hell you were talking about on either front. So I, I, I hope that doesn't come off as mad. I, I'm, I'm befuddled. You're not mad, but you're just yeah, kind I'm of confused. Confused. I, yeah, yeah. I, I am too. The, a, good, a good answer to the Johnson thing, uh, the, the Fournette thing, might be what is Johnson giving them on special teams? Exactly. Like what, what, and I don't know what role. Like I, I'm, not, I'm not looking at, at, at film here. So I don't know if he's involved at all. I know he was like a kick returner the first time he was active, but now I see Shakir back there. But if he has some role on special teams, uh, that could be an answer. Harris had a role on special teams. I wouldn't think Leonard Fournette would have a role on special teams. No, you're right. Johnson has had one. But he got uh, he got carries or at least one carry last week because James Cook fumbled. Yeah, I mean it's hilarious. James Cook fumbles last week, and you know it's like the end of the world or something, and he has to be benched. This game, there's a fumble on the opening kickoff. The Bills defer, like they're we're back to defer life, and the Jets fumble the opening kickoff, and Sean McDermott's talking about it setting the tone. An hour into this game, I thought the fans sounded like they were just they hated their lives. I mean, it was quiet, and it felt it sounded like the Bills were losing. But okay, you sure you set the tone by, you know, taking the ball away on the opening kickoff and kicking two or three field goals in a row. Anthony is next. Hi, Anthony. Hey. Yes. Come on. Um, I just wanted to comment. Say I'm a first time caller, and um, that I'm glad uh, that the Bills got back on track somewhat. Even though I know we have a um. A hard game against the Eagles next week. That's all I mainly wanted to say. All right. Well, thanks for calling and um, you're right. Being a part of the show. He's not wrong. They do have a tough game next week. He's not wrong about that. Baltimore wins Thursday night. What is that? Eight and three. Mm-hmm. Kansas City to play tomorrow night. Seven and two. I think that's actually above Baltimore percentage. They have two games that they haven't played yet, that the Ravens have played. Jacksonville, 7-3. and three. Miami, not dominant at all today. 7-3 and three after their win over Las Vegas. Cleveland, 7-3 and three after beating Pittsburgh in a classic...
Cleveland Pittsburgh game, thirteen to ten. Houston six and four, they get a win. Steelers fall to six and four. Then there are the Bills at six and five after beating the Jets. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We'll have more post game coverage and commentary next. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Allen rolls right, completes it to Ty Johnson, the right flat, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, tiptoeing his way to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. A 28-yard catch and run on fourth and one. That one of two touchdown passes to running backs on the day for Josh Allen. Uh, Ty Johnson going 28 yards there, and we play that highlight to mention Joe Brady, his first game as an offensive coordinator with the Bills calling plays, and he dialed up a couple of really nice looks for Cook's touchdown and their Johnson's touchdown. Only one man to beat there. Cook had a walk-in after an easy pitch and catch with his quarterback. Managing the game is presented by the financial guys, Western New York's one-stop financial shop. 32-6. Thirty-two to six. Bills at one point had one hundred forty-nine total yards to the Jets' zero in this game. I don't know that you came back at me with this, but earlier I sort of I did a minute on how incredible I thought it was that the Jets actually took Zach Wilson out. Like, did you expect that that was even humanly possible that he would ever be taken out of a game? I was pretty surprised to see him out because they they've gone this far with it and. You know, they probably should have done something else, including a trade when they could have, uh, to try to help themselves because their defense had a, you know, the defense did not have a good night today or a good day today, but they've been excellent on defense and have been in most games they play. And their quarterback has been absolutely murdering their chances of winning games. So, yeah, I was pretty stunned to see him come out because right. I just I felt like. What, you know, if you're, if you're going to just go, you're not going to bring in Joe Flacco. Uh, you didn't make the trade you could have made a month ago uh, or three weeks ago. Like, you know. Dobbs. I, I would, Dobbs, sure. I think they're just, you know, I thought they are just going to ride this thing to the bitter end. Right. Maybe they still will. I don't know. I mean, you got to consider what there is behind uh, Wilson and, I don't know, Boyle. That's his name, right? That's Tim, Boyle. <laughs> Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. He played for Detroit. They have Trevor Simeon, too, but it was Boyle. They play on Friday at home against Miami. That's not a – that's a pretty big deal here. Oh, yeah. Just like – if the Dolphins lose one game, it's there for you. They have to lose one more game, and they probably will. Like, they don't even look that good. Tyreek Hill. How many times has Tyreek Hill gone out of a game and then, like, no, he's back? That's happened, like, a lot. It happened again today. For the Dolphins. Jets now four and six, home for the next three. Miami on Friday, Atlanta, and Houston. Their next three games. Houston wins again. Wasn't easy. Three picks for Stroud, but they won again over Arizona. Bills easily over the Jets today, 32 to 6. We will hear from Khalil Shakir, one of the heroes today. After this, Mike Chauvin, the Bulldog. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 